2: Um, all right. Uh, Vancouver, we're coming to you September 21st uh, at the Biltmore. Can't wait. Tickets are on sale now and uh, they're flying. They're hot. Uh, you can find the ticket link in the show notes below. But guess what? Before that show, a couple of days before, on the 19th of September, Edmonton, we're coming to you again, Whoa. baby. And tickets are on sale. Write me out. So you can go to the ticket link in the show notes of this episode, or go on over to our Instagram and check the link in our bio. You can get tickets there. Uh, Edmonton, love coming out and having a good time there. One of the, one of my favorite live shows in the past was there. Yeah, I spoke that's right. To, uh, a death investigator. That's right. So that's cool. And so similar
1: cool. to um, well, almost every show we've ever done, it sold out when we were in Edmonton last. That's right. And uh, we anticipate to sell it again. So get your tickets. A S A. Do it. No.
2: Um, uh, let's get right into it this week because I have a lung infection and I want to go back to bed. Um, <laughs> when was the last time you had a lung infection? <laughs>
1: Two fucking three years ago. Do you I don't think know? that it could be a government <laughs> conspiracy and Trikafta is actually a an, an attempt at exterminating CF patients. You know what?
2: I guarantee there's at least one person out there who believes that. <laughs> um, and uh, there's one person. Uh, there's more than one person out there that believes this. Uh, a woman who came back from the dead says what afterlife is like and wants to go back. Oh no! Uh. Um, now <laughs> kill me now. Now yeah. I guess, she, so many <laughs> religious people who really? are just like I told you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, here's the thing. She does get very religious here, but. Uh, i but no but doubt. i did i did five EO, five meo dmt and i had what i would say is this a very similar experience and i and it fully like fucking fucked with my head and and didn't make me religious by any means but it definitely made me no longer atheist so you know she could be onto something here but uh she's a little bit she gets a little she gets she gets very religious isn't here. isn't there like a a type of drug like that that
0: is released in your body when you die dmt it's, it's yeah. not five meo dmt dmt it's just straight up dmt straight up dmt just straight so like maybe it's relaxed maybe you guys had not not just very similar experiences but almost the exact same experiences and maybe religion has nothing wouldn't it be crazy or maybe it does have something to do with it i mean like what are you to say I'm how the not, fuck do anything. you know? I don't I didn't say that I know. I just said maybe. I said yeah. whatever. Infer-
2: you said you well, well you said you well, knew. well, I should say we're we're, infer- we're inferring. <laughs> I didn't say I knew. We're inferring. <laughs> I said I had an experience. I don't know
1: anything. We're inferring based on just asking. I'm just, on, asking, I'm just on, on, the guy asking the questions. Based on what we know. But wouldn't it be crazy if we could <clears throat> if we could measure exactly how much DMT gets released when you die to replicate the experience of dying?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, in in like in dosage, I mean, I mean that's I mean that's what I feel like I did, right? I know, know. I know, but like that's just that's just the way I felt exactly. But what if
1: what if the reality, which obviously this would be very challenging to do, is that like when you die, you get twice as much or ten times as much or half as much, and maybe some maybe when you take DMT, you know, a, a typical dose of DMT, you actually have a way crazier experience than when you die. Who knows? Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, um, sometimes referred to as the final mystery, the truth behind what happens when we die is unclear. Some people who've had near death experiences describe seeing a bright light while others say they heard voices or were able to look at their own dying bodies. Now we had, um, the high priest on the show a number of years back. Right. Um, Dr. David, Reverend David McGinley. McGinley. And uh, he had a near-death experience. And his, uh, you know, his sounded a little bit similar to this woman's. Um, Now, whether these are evidence of an afterlife or the brain just doing what it needs to do in what it thinks are its final moments, we do not know. Uh, Two women who came back from the dead, in quotations, have described what the afterlife they both saw is like. And one of them said it was so good, she wants to go back.
1: (laughs) Sounds like... Drugs. Oh, you're so good.
2: Uh, Jesse Sawyer and Betty J. Edie uh, had similar experiences of being dead and seeing what could be described as an afterlife in a series of surreal moments. 78-year-old Betty had a near-death experience after an operation when she, fe- when she felt this sensation of my body coming out of my body at a tremendous speed and looked down to see her own body laying on a bed thinking she was dead she then said she saw a trio of really ancient men who told her she had died those are the three wise men also and then and did then she, she not f-
0: realize that and, she
2: was a ghost and then she <laughs> and then she fl- well i mean I'm, I'm pretty sure she would be a little bit confused um, being sucked out of your body and looking at your body and then seeing three old du- old dudes going you're dead <laughs> if you're floating above your body after you die you're a ghost that's you being a ghost
1: this reminds me of the uh, of the of the second to last episode in the uh, the haunting of Bly Manor. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, not, no, no, not no, Bly no, Manor. It, um, the haunting of Hill House. No,
1: it was Bly Manor. When the when the.
2: Oh, I thought you were talking. Well, I don't want to say what I thought you were talking about because it, it. You're. I thought you were talking about the bent neck lady. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Not, okay, not okay, the bent okay neck lady. No, okay, no. Okay. No. okay. <laughs> no. Ooh, <it's> scary. <laughs> um. So. So. Anyway. Um. Uh, so these ancient men were like, "You're dead." And then, uh, and then she flew her spirit out of the window to her house where she saw her family and the lives that they'd lead. She said she was then whisked back to her hospital bed and went into a tunnel where she met Jesus Christ, who, say, who, says, who she says, quote, hugged me and told her, it's not your time yet. Betty said three angels then appeared and took her to a beautiful garden before uh, she met God in the form of the most beautiful man I've ever seen. I, I pictured it as Steve Lund, um, who, t- who told her she'd uh, had, had to go back to her body. Did Steve just text you? Like literally two that seconds yeah. before you said Ooh. that. Ooh, it's scary. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I believe in God, now. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: also, honestly, though, but just to be a little bit critical of the situation, if she believes that she met God in a pasture with a bunch of angels, the guy does not. No, it was not, a garden. It was a garden. A garden with a bunch of angels. Same, same, same thing. I mean, I'm just saying that guy's got to be so fucking busy. He doesn't have time to sit down with your ass and fucking. Did greet you not read the today. Bible? God is
2: everywhere yeah, and every, every and everything all at once. Yeah, um,
0: omnipresent. Yeah, he can do anything. Well, then maybe
1: he could look like me too, so he doesn't have to he just can look, look like, like everybody.
2: Steve. He, I mean, he looks like he God takes. Is- Donut is God. He
1: takes the form of the of the, of whatever the person before him would like him to take the form
2: of. And apparently, uh, for the in in Betty's sake, uh, a really fucking hot dude. He's every everything everywhere all at once. Uh, so exactly. anyway, she she said that five years after the incident, she told her doctor about it, who then confirmed. So she didn't know this. He had confirmed that she had medically been dead for some time, and that she uh, and and she said that she wants to go back to the afterlife that she saw.
1: So what, what was? Hold on. How did? Did I miss that? Do we, we say how she had this happen? She
2: was having a surgery and she died on the operating table. Oh, okay. yeah, Yeah. But it wasn't her time because Jesus told her. And right. then she went back to her body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jessie, the other one, um, she, she had a, an experience at 31. That experience left her no longer fearing death. She said she saw the figure of one of her best friends who had died two years ago along with a bright light before falling back into her own body, which apparently was very painful. Uh, And doctors told her that she had briefly died and had been walking the line between life and death for a while. Wow. Mm
1: -hmm. See, I got no, I got no, I mean, I I got no issue with people being religious. I don't fucking care. But, but, um, you know, like this is to me, you know, if we're going to weigh them up and go, what's more likely?
2: Mm hmm religion or trip and balls trip and balls is way <laughs> yeah, more likely yeah. i
1: mean we have way more inf- information to yeah. support that theory but, and, and not to but and not even religion though not like, to say that like, that shouldn't that that can't give you a spiritual a sense of spirituality yeah. and a connection with something greater because i think even just this i mean the brain is such a fucking mystery in and of itself mm. for the most part anyway that 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 could you know well the, 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 there's a, there's a lot of spirituality in I mean I'm there's not, a I'm lot of spirituality of the-
2: with and balls it's like yeah. an entheogen is like a drug that you like a, a psychedelic experience that that produces a mm-hmm. spiritual sort of like awakening mm-hmm. but the
0: but the crazy thing that i like i'm I'm not atheist i'm a i think a a quite a spiritual person in terms of like my beliefs of what happens after you die. I just don't think that we have any capacity to really think about that with like our limited sort of brains that exist in this form on the planet. Like, yeah. I, but, but you, I believe, but you and this ha- is my belief. This, yeah. I, yeah. I, but I don't but, like, think anybody you, else has to believe that.
2: You, you can't like if someone goes through this experience, you can't you can't like you have to think about it. It's like it's yeah, like if you have course. the experience. You're going to go. I just had the fucking craziest thing happen to me. I don't know what the fuck it means, but I got to talk about it. Yeah. And so like if you're talking like I just what, you know if 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 I if I came to you guys and I was like guys I just I fucking died on the operating table and I had this crazy experience and then Brian you were like well you're fucking stupid cuz god's <laughs> fake and that's <laughs> dumb so shut the fuck up I'd be like okay but like the craziest thing ever but I happened hear, to me and hear, I'm trying to make sense of it all But I hear what you're you saying know?
1: Brian in the sense that in the sense that it's 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 impossible or it's next to impossible. I would say it's impossible for us to really wrap our heads around and comprehend something like, Oh, that star is a hundred million light years away. Like, totally, like yeah. we just can't, yeah. we just can't wrap our heads Ooh. around that distance. We can mm-hmm. quantify it and represent it in an equation or in a number, but we can't really get it. And the same thing mm. with like gigantic sums of money. We really can't, you, you know, you can't visually or like cognitively, you can't cognitively it. understand it. Yeah. And, and what I'm thinking here. Is imagine, you know, the same way that uh, like Neanderthals or like Homo erectus might go, oh, like they, they could never conceptualize the idea of like settling in a place and growing food or something like that. Like mm-hmm. that would be so far beyond their ability to wrap their minds around. Will there be an evolution of the human species, you know, well, let's call it another 500,000 years from now or something. You know, granted, or, or you know, uh, assuming we don't kill ourselves, um, that <laughs> that's that, a big assumption <laughs> that can wrap their heads around like death and what happens, yeah, possibly and, and knowing what what actually happens, like consciously when yeah. we die.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say maybe at yep. that point we could revive people and bring them back and then ask them about it. But it's kind of, that would just ex- be exactly like what happened to yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so maybe they already know. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe it is We're a dude with a beard who's like, welcome to the kingdom. <laughs> um, Time to well, party.
2: <laughs> speaking of evolution, uh, here's uh here's some fucking scientific evolution that's blowing my mind. Wait,
0: wait, I do have to say though, right before you go to the next piece, it doesn't that sound like when like your friends greet you at the gates of heaven or whatever it is. Doesn't that sound like an introvert's worst nightmare? Like, you're coming back, and, like, all of a sudden, there's so many people there that have died before you. No one has has their own room. (laughs) And you're just just fucked. Everyone just is is there. Oh, man, there's so many conversations I have to catch up on. You don't sleep because you don't have to. You don't eat. You don't have to. (laughs) Anyway, that would suck. Introverts don't
2: die. It's going to be a (laughs) bummer. Just go to Limbo. Necrobotics. What do you guys think this is all about? Uh,
1: dead robots.
2: Yeah, dude. Researchers <laughs> are turning dead spiders' legs into robotic grippers.
1: <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. man. Fucking love <laughs>
2: spiders' dude. legs. Yes. So it's shortly after Daniel grippers. Preston, assistant professor of me- mechanical engineering, established his lab in Rice's Department of me- Mechanical Engineering in 2019, he and mechanical engineering graduate student Faye Yap had their eureka moment. Faye Yap. Yap, that's sick is a name, sick name, sick name. <laughs> um, we were moving stuff around in the lab and we noticed a curled up spider at the edge of the hallway. Yap said in a statement, we were really curious as to why spiders curl up after they die. The researchers figured that spiders, quote, spiders do not have antagonistic muscle pairs like biceps and triceps in humans. Yap said, quote, they only have flexor muscles, which allows their legs to curl in. And they extend them outwards by by hydraulic pressure. When they die, they lose the ability to actively pressurize their bodies, which which is why they end up curling up. Crazy. At the time, we were thinking, oh, this is super interesting. We wanted to find a way to leverage this mechanism, she said. Years later, the engineers reveal how uh, how to repurpose deceased spiders as mechanical grippers that can blend into natural environments while picking up objects like other insects that outweigh them. An open access study in advanced science outlined the process by which Preston and lead author Yap harnessed a spider's physiology in the first step towards a novel area of research they call necrobotics. <laughs> Dude, necrobotics is a fucking sick name for like like an, a future like Terminator movie. Do you know
1: what necrobotics sounds like? <clears throat>
2: yeah, totally. It does. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: over and over again. Wait, wait. Wait, though, I d- like I can't even wrap my I'm going to show sound- you I'm going to show you a video of it after but, I describe wait, what they do. But wait, this just sounds like like all I know now right at this point is that some guy was like, that would be interesting. But like, I don't understand the purpose of why see, I, this could. Have, like, you ever met, have you ever met? Of this. Have you
2: ever met an engineer? They're just like, <laughs> mm, it'd be kind of cool if I could like do this. And just like <laughs> they're constantly tinkering. you like, Tinkers, <laughs> see man. a dead spider and be like, turn that into a machine. Okay, never mind. It suddenly all makes sense. (laughs) Um, So uh, spiders employ hydraulics to move their limbs. It happens to be the case that the spider, after it's deceased, is the perfect architecture for small-scale, naturally-derived grippers, said Preston. The subject was naturally interesting to Preston, and his lab specializes in soft robotic systems that often use non-traditional materials as opposed to hard plastics, metals, and electronics. The spider falls into this line of inquiry it's something that hasn't been done, been used before, but has a lot of potential, he said. I'm, I'm really curious about the potential here. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, so um, as uh, spiders use hydraulics to move their limbs as opposed to other mammals that synchronize opposing muscles. They have what's called a prosoma chamber, which contracts sending inner body fluids to their legs, making them extend. Preston's lab chose wolf spiders for their service, and testing revealed... That they were able to lift more than 130 percent of their own body weight, and sometimes much more. Guys, does this does it make spiders um, even more gross than they already are? Kind, like, that kind they of scarier. Inject yeah.
0: fluid into yeah. their limbs to to stretch them yeah. out, and then and There's, then crush them. It's back very in. alien. Yeah, you no,
2: know, it's very, it, it's it's very like like it doesn't seem of this world. It either. doesn't, but, yeah.
1: It is. You know, it's
2: wild. I picture Maybe. like, I picture that. Maybe music. it's oh. just all perm spammy. It's per, per, spam perm perm. <laughs> Panspermia. Panspermia. <laughs> Panspermia. But it's kind of like,
0: a, it makes me think that they would be really good if you. So I, I, I know where this is going. So they basically. No, they you have, don't. They have, <laughs> you don't. Wait they till have, I show you. So they have a toy, a toy crane, and they want the crane to uh, pick things up like a giant claw. And so they just put this dead spider on the end. And it's already closed up. And nope, then almost they just not. hook up a hydraulic mechanism that just injects its body with that fluid like it already was. It opens up the claw. They release it. The sticky little spider Dude, fingers. It. Pick you, it up, you literally know. Team
2: it. inserted a needle into the spider's prosoma chamber and created a seal around the tip of the needle with a glob of super glue, <laughs> squeezing a minute... Um, uh, um, minute amount of air through the syringe was enough to activate the spider's legs, so just air, thereby activating the legs almost instantly. (laughs) Internal (laughs) valves in the spider's hydraulic chamber allow them to control each leg individually, and that will also be the subject of future research. Here is a video of them doing it. I'm going to tell you right now, this should be the next arcade machine like the claw, picking picking up DVDs and shit. That is nightmare fuel. Isn't that cool? So for people that are just listening, we just watched a spider pick up like a, a sugar cube
1: and they can do it. They
2: have this thing just hooked up to a fucking needle, a syringe. Pick it up from A and bring it over to B. How fucking cool is that?
1: Oh, yeah. that's oh, amazing. crazy. You know yeah, what? It
2: does look. I love that. So when for people who weren't
0: watching. The spider's legs closed around the first object, which looked like a raspberry. Maybe
2: it was kind of looked like a little yeah, pear either or something that, like that or like I thought it was like a colored sugar cube. So, but how satisfying did it look? So,
0: well, but it was crazy because it like first the the feet like wrapped around it, and then as it started to lift up, the little block started to slip through like like it does when you're playing the claw machine. Yes, yeah. Except the satisfying piece was that at the end it stayed connected to it and still lifted it. Yeah. Which is the exact opposite of when you're playing the claw machine and 99,000% yeah, yeah. of the time it the just time. slips
1: off. I don't, I don't really get how this is like different from, from a lot of shit that already exists in the sense of like, you know, when you, um, <clears throat> something like a, um, something like a, you know, like the gripper, uh, like the hand grip exercise things
0: yeah like grip testing or yeah. grip string, you know what I mean like if, yeah. it, like
1: if that, that doesn 't have anything on the end of it, but if that had like a tip that was supposed to grab something, it would grab it when you release it, not when you when you grip it because when you grip it the the, the ends would open would, up. would open up and as you and as right. you release it, it would close it, and the spring or the coil or whatever is forcing it, forcing the two gripper parts away from each other is 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 is, is creating you know, a force that's closing the tip. I I don't understand how this is any different from that.
2: Well, let's look at how useful is this technology. So there are a lot of pick and place tasks we could look into. Repetitive tasks like sorting or moving objects around at these small scales. And maybe even things like an assembly of microelectronics, said Preston. Another application could be deploying it to capture smaller insects in nature because it's inherently camouflaged. Uh, as the spiders are biodegradable, the engineers are certain of not in, in, introducing a big waste stream, which can be a problem with more traditional components. Preston and Yap are aware the experiments may sound like nightmares and may border on bringing the spider back to life. Despite looking like it might have come back to life, we're certain that it is inanimate. And we're using it in this case strictly as a material derived from a once living spider. I love how they have Um, to say that
1: just because there's such a large proportion of people of which I used to be one that's afraid of spiders. This, uh, this
2: story came from, uh, from uh, Stina, So thank you, Stina. You You get to, you get producer of the week.
1: I,
0: I can't imagine that that spider carcass is the best material that they could have to use to pick up things in that situation. Even though like I, I hear what they're saying with those examples, but like, I just imagine like, pumping a little bit too much air into them, you blow the tips of their
1: fingers and like legs I <laughs> just, just fucking blow them off. hyper <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and they're just their yeah. limbs just uh, fly. And off. then they're like and then they're like uh, like you know like zombie like zombie spiders. There could yeah. be
2: there could be I mean, I don't know. I have no idea I don't know what the fucking science is, but there could be something what? to this that could like maybe uh, be applied to like nanotechnology. You know what I mean? Like we're working on smaller scale, like a, a, a certain way of like a, a certain mechanical function that potentially could be utilized in like nanotechnology. I don't know. Maybe
1: almost now that you say that <clears throat> almost. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know,
2: dude. Yeah. Which is stupid that they didn't even put it in there. <laughs> what a bunch <laughs> of, Like know. why Idiots. didn't they fucking write that down? Dude, Cause they're engineers. And since dude. you've said it, it seems obvious now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, here's a really fucking sad story. Oh yeah. Um, this has it, been too it, happy so far. But it's really interesting. Um, so, There's this guy named Scott Lotan, and uh, I actually saw this video years ago, um, and uh, it sort of, like, re-popped up in my feed, and so I kind of did a little bit of digging, and I found this really sad story about this guy named Scott. So, um, Scott Lotan, uh, he's a man with a pathological laughing condition, like the Joker. Oh,
1: I think I've heard of this actually as well.
2: And this guy is like he seems like the most unlucky human on the on the face and of the earth. It's there. crazy because when you said pathological <laughs> laughing
0: condition, my immediately I was like that's amazing. And then you said like the Joker
2: and I was like that <laughs> That's really, really super sucks. not amazing. <laughs> so here's a video of Scott in his car trying to uh to, trying to gain control of this uh this pathological laughing. <laughs>
1: <sighs> right, I'm, I'm okay
2: <laughs> <laughs> how infuriating would it be? <laughs> To not be able to stop laughing. Yeah. Like it would get old so quick. Oh, it would drive you crazy. And is he's is laughing so hard he like <laughs> he starts like choking.
1: This is exactly like the joker. It is. How right? did he even get there in that car?
0: That would drive you insane. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy because because everything about his face when he's laughing is seems like he's having a good time. Of yes, happiness. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. But what's happening in his brain is just like torture. So, so he's from Virginia beach, USA. Um, and he, uh, so here's just a story of like his bad luck. So, um, he has no idea how he survived falling into a frozen river in Scotland as a child, but somehow he miraculously emerged from the water a quarter of a mile downstream. This was to be the first of many near death death experiences for Scott. Does he believe in God? I don't know. Um, I don't, I, you know what? Doesn't say. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, In 2001, he was diagnosed with MS. So multiple sclerosis. And uh, this brought with it the pseudo bulber effect or PBA which causes him to have laughing episodes that can last up to 10 minutes. So, so they, they get triggered, they come on and then it happens and it goes on for, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes. And then they kind of like Peter out and they go away. Hmm. So a pseudo bulbar effect or emotional incontinence is a type of emotional disturbance characterized by uncontrollable episodes of crying, laughter, anger, and other emotional displays. PBA occurs secondary to a neurologic disorder or brain injury. Patients may find themselves crying uncontrollably at something that's, that is only moderately sad.
1: Oh, is this the same thing that couples have who make out in public? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, same, exact same thing. Um, usually that comes from like a like couple, couple shared brain injury. Um, being, uh, being unable to stop themselves for several minutes. Episodes may also be mood incongruent. A patient may laugh uncontrollably when angry or frustrated, for example. Sometimes the episodes may switch between emotional states, resulting in the patient crying uncontrollably before, before dissolving into fits of laughter. So th- that was from the Wikipedia page. Back to, um, back to Scott's story here. These laughing fits are often triggered in the least appropriate moments, um, such as in 2003 when a special day for Scott suddenly turned into a nightmare. Quote, we were leaving my engagement party and we were hit by a drunk driver said the no. 50, 50 year old oh, wow my fiance died at the scene oh my god with my mother's death three days later i remember being at the scene laughing and being questioned by police at the wakes for both my mother and my fiance, i would have to separate myself from everyone as i would burst into laughter at times wow scott managed to bounce back from this horrendous loss and build a family um but it was almost all snatched away from him last week so this happened just recently uh dad of two scott who works uh as a network architect has been battling COVID-19. And once his quarantine period was over, he had to get an MS infusion, which lowers his immune system. After a horrific night's sleep, uh, Scott thought he could smell smoke. I went downstairs and my wife was in the shower, Scott recalled. Then I could see into my garage where a fire had started. Uh, And so I ran in there and I was like, get the fuck out of here. So she had to run out of the house, barely covered. Uh, parts showing, ran upstairs, got the kids because there was still a clear pathway out, made sure our pugs, we got two pugs, made sure they got out. From the street, the family watched on as their house of six years burned to the ground. But the, uh, in the midst of the horrific tragedy, there were offered a glimmer of hope. Scott said, quote, neighbors came together, brought my wife some clothes, took her into the home and got her dressed and calmed down the kids. That's when it popped in my son's head that he's got a turtle and the fireman came out with his turtle tank and everything. And said, "We saved him. We saved him. We saved the little guy, the little guy's oh, turtle." Oh. And he said, "So that was a great thing." Um, but Scott also had his neighbors there to to thank for stepping in in explaining his condition to the firefighters as he's there watching his house burn to the ground, laughing fits of laughter. And, and they're like, "And this motherfucker, exactly, this totally to the ground, ground, yeah. right, yeah, yeah." So so um, you know, the neighbors were there helping him explain to the to the to the firefighters. And the thing he said was most people, they don't believe this. They don't believe sure. that he has it. Like they think it's, it's this fake thing. Um, it's absolutely not in line with my emotional state. Uh, and I'm out here laughing as my house is on fire. So that looks very suspect. Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's fucking crazy. Right? crazy. No, no, it reminds yeah.
1: me of the, it reminds me of the guy that they featured on your mom's says.
2: Who, 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 who comes who. Like, <laughs> like, like fifth. I mean, wow, like that it. also sucks. But Very similar, but, like they, but like, there's something about that that I can't help but laugh. I, I, laugh no, I, get I, it. I, I can't help but laugh. I get about. it. Like, and what, there's something
1: what, funny, but there's, and there is something very simultaneously sad and funny. This one makes me this. way
2: more sad. The guy coming everywhere, that's I mean, because
1: he, he had a very similar story where he was like, he was like, he was like, I. He was at a you know, funeral. He, he, was like, just, I, he was like, I was at my father's just, funeral, and, oh I, no. and I and they were lowering his casket in the ground, and I, and I and I had five five consecutive orgasms. Wow, I know it's I know. It's, it's, so horri- it's, horrific. <laughs> it's horrific. It's horrific. So
0: sad. Um, that, oh that, man, that, be, I'm not laughing. <laughs> to, be <serious> <laughs> minute, <you> <laughs> to be serious for a minute, but To be serious for a minute, but I uh, <laughs> I can I can understand oh, how sometimes in those like emotionally like super traumatic. Experiences how your your outward emotions don't reflect how you feel inward inwardly because (coughs) when um, when our friend Mary Beth passed away when we were sixteen I remember when somebody first told me about it I I started laughing yeah because initially because I was like not real you're fucking with me and like I I and it was the first person I've ever lost in my life and my initial reaction was to laugh because I like and I think it was because the emotions that I was feeling were so intense that I was like, I don't know how to yeah. react, especially not in front of a group of people.
1: I think we do that and on with almost, with almost everything all the time. This, we we react emotionally. But no, this yeah, is but this is, this
2: is quite different, right? No, I know, like no, no, I like know. this guy, like in your case, it's like, you're, you're trying to comprehend <laughs> this fucking news and your body's a little, like yeah. your mind and body is confused. And so you do this. He's like, fully comprehending how no, I know. it is but imagine like imagine them laughing
0: but what i'm saying too is like so in that moment i can understand how it's I'm like my emotions are are sort of like misplaced in the sense yeah. that like uh, there's this overwhelming feeling i could understand how even in in a different way like for him you know just a, a strong emotional reaction to something could just trigger that thing yeah for happening right because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's it seems almost like it's like it, uh, that article reminds me of speaking to Um, Our past guests with Tourette's, who yeah, yeah, like they're they're told, like, don't do this thing, and then also, certainly, they're they're gonna do it, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, It seems like those are the situations, like, the situations he doesn't want to laugh in the most are the situations that he does, yeah,
2: yeah. So, uh, so, so that would be so
1: brutal, yeah. Yeah. What's it called
2: again? Pseudo, pseudo bulber effect, PDA, PBA. Oh, sorry.
1: Are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice? It's time to dig deeper and listen to America Dissected from Crooked Media, the podcast that's cutting into the science, culture, and policy that shapes our health. From doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen, America Dissected
2: dives deep into the state of health. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. Um, I, uh, I had mentioned this last week, but I didn't really cover it with an article. Uh, rainwater everywhere now considered too toxic for safe consumption.
1: <laughs> uh, another, I mean, another
2: funny little story, guys, I,
1: guys, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I have thought for a long time that rainwater was like a no, no,
2: I acid thought it was rain. only acid rain Isn't and it, all rain acid. No, 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 no. I no, no,
1: thought no, no. I'm pretty sure my parents or somebody told me when I was like really young, like don't drink the rainwater.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do yeah. Me too. For sure.
2: If it was acid rain, yeah, I
1: mean, they yeah. don't say that in Sackville. Like, in Sackville, they're, they're, like, like, they're like... In they're like... They're like, they're like take, what, it, take it what you can get. Are you
2: thirsty? It's raining right now. Get out there. Because <laughs> yeah. the water from the, the homes there, you know... Well, this has it nothing to do with... that. Uh, just get the uh, rain water. This has nothing to do with acid rain. Uh, atm- atmospheric <laughs> levels of toxic forever chemicals are so high... That rainwater everywhere contains amounts that are unsafe for long-term human consumption according to safety guidelines, scientists say. Fuck it, guys. We're all getting cancer. Oh, yeah. Hazardous pollutants known as perfluorocole and polyfluorocole substances, PFAs, which are sometimes called forever chemicals because they break down so slowly over time are present at such elevated levels in environments around the world that scientists believe uh the ubiquitous ubiquitous con- contamination has now exceeded a safe planetary boundary. Guys, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. I don't know, man. These chemicals are now a- are in the air we breathe, the water we drink, the rain that falls on our communities and even in our blood. PFAS uh PFAS AS, uh, pollution, is known to negatively affect the immune system, but the full impact of exposure on human and ecolog- ecological health is not known. Guys. This is all pretty new. Just before we get, like, too af- afraid, I'm just, just
0: asking the question here. I mean, you don't really have I'm to just, be afraid. I'm just asking the question. You should be very afraid. Are we...
1: So, yeah. future do we know
0: that these things are increasing <laughs> so at our... We of- should take
1: responsibility for future yeah, yeah, people, yeah, yeah. but we don't necessarily <laughs> have to be do, afraid.
0: But, do you think that... So in this case, are we are these things increasing at a rate that is incredibly dangerous, or are we just getting better at measuring it?
1: Well, that's a good question. Yeah, it's a
2: good question. I mean, probably both, both. at the exact same <laughs> time. I saw, I, time. saw yeah. I saw an interview with this yeah.
1: guy who was like who was basically like, climate change is happening. There's no like I'm not arguing the the idea that we are changing the climate and that human humans are changing the climate. Um, but he took, he just took like a, like a non alarmist sort of stance on it and was like, this is happening. I think it's happening at like a slower rate and there was all this stuff and it was, it was very interesting. And like, you know, I'm, I'm not smart enough to really know what's what, I mean, I, it sound it seems like things are happening at a, at a, at an ever increasing rate and that we are speeding up the rate at which we are influencing the environment. It seems that way to me. Um, and it seems like that to, it's, it's to a lot of the scientists around the world. So I'd probably lean in that direction but like I was watching this episode of Cosmos oh. that was the day before, but th- right. then the next day I was watching Cosmos and, um, and actually this is similar to a conversation we were having not too long ago, Brian, about CFCs, chlorofluorocarbons. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and the, the whole episode of Cosmos was about climate change and it was about, and they were highlighting CFCs and how, we realized that CFCs were destroying the ozone layer. Like that was the reason that the ozone layer had a fucking hole in it. Mm -hmm. And it didn't take that long for us to lobby for CFCs to not be used in manufacturing processes anymore. Mm -hmm. And then the ozone layer very quickly started to stop getting worse and started to get better and will be completely better by like something like 2050 or something like that, which is
0: why we don't hear about the hole in the ozone layer anymore. That's right.
1: Because it's actually closing yeah. and it's closing at a rate that we can measure and we know, but we haven't done that for the things, the other things that we've now like, well, that, but why do, but haven't do you think, we done the same thing I can tell you for why. the things that like these fucking things? It's because <laughs> the political,
0: but it, it's because the political landscape is changing. There were like at, at one point there was a, a time and like not that long ago, like even 10, 20 years ago, there was, uh, we were more politically centered as a society mm. than we are now. Now it's polarized, so it's harder to get anything done, especially on mm-hmm. these topics that like have a group of people who strongly disagree, like yeah. the vocal minority. When it comes to like things like climate change, yeah. where people are like, "No, fuck no, let's keep fracking,"
1: and it's weird how job, it's yeah. weird how how <laughs> how climate change is a politically divisive thing in North America. But it's not a politically divisive thing on different in di- on, on different ends of the political spectrum in Europe.
2: Dude, what isn't politically divisive?
1: I know it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. And it really makes you go, what the fuck is it makes to me sign- go? I hate humans. Imagine yeah.
0: having to sign up for a team and then just agree with everything that your team agree Stupid. with. But I mean, with. but
1: but it sucks to be able to point to something like CFC's in the ozone layer and go, guys, we've been here before. Yep. We did this. Dude, polio though. <laughs> like we we got rid of
0: polio in North America and now it's coming back, it's coming back because back. of
2: the Pollut- politicization yeah. of, of vaccinations. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, oh in light of the gosh. many open questions about this pollution, uh, scientists, want to move to Europe. scientists yeah. led by Ian Cousins, a professor of em- environmental science at Stockholm University, have conducted field tests of four kinds of PFAs and analyzed countless other measurements. The team now warns that Quote, even these remote and sparsely populated regions such as Antarctica and the Tibetan Plateau, the most stringent PFAs guidelines are exceeded.
1: But who's to say that this guy's not just some libcuck?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Part of the puzzle has to do with the guidelines surrounding PFAs levels, uh, which have steeply decreased in many nations as evidence of their ill effects have mounted. For instance, a newly issued drinking water guideline value from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency for a particular cancer causing PFA is 37.5 million smaller than older than the older standard quote. Initially we thought that areas where people live would be contaminated so that guidelines couldn't be achieved there. cousin said in an email, we were surprised by how low the new U S EPA lifeline health, uh, advisories were for PFOs and PFOA, uh, in drinking water. They were published while we were finalizing our manuscript. um, Cousins add that it was a big surprise to find that rain everywhere in the world would be contaminated above these guidelines. Just doesn't matter where you are. just like wherever. wherever. Doesn't matter. That if makes you're getting sense. rained on, you're getting cancered on. That makes sense
0: though, because rain just get like
2: water goes everywhere. Yeah.
1: What's really interesting about uh about Tides
2: coming they go and we can't explain it. <laughs> What's
1: really interesting about about this about this problem and what makes me optimistic is actually, again, to go back to that to that Cosmos episode where they were explaining the CFCs and like one of the ways in which we started to um, uh, make it better rather than, um, not, not, so not, so we stopped using them in manufacturing processes, but then there was something done where there was a certain, um, there was a certain like a uh, molecule that was, that we like put into the atmosphere. And it's like when that molecule binds to the CFC molecules, it creates a different element that stops, uh, sucking up ozone because the cfcs eat the ozone molecules Mm. and that's what's destroying it so they were they released some molecule that binds to the cfc molecule which which creates a a different thing which stops eating the ozone So i mean i wonder if there's something like it just it just seems like maybe there's a maybe is that a solution that they're going to explore where they they put something else into the atmosphere that makes the forever chemicals a different
2: thing entirely, which well, stops fucking shit up. I my, if we can use spider carcasses to like whoa, pluck yeah. the, uh, pluck the forever That's chemicals out of idea. water.
0: And the, well, the other thing that I didn't think of, but now I'm thinking of, this is a hot take. What if Mons Monsanto yes. was actually the hero that we needed right. in the sense that they would actually, what if the plot line was actually that they would end up in their heart of hearts, feeling like the right thing to do would be genetically modifying Plants that could pull those chlorofluorocarbons out of the atmosphere, right? But we just never let them realize their full potential. Or maybe it was well, the amazing company that they could have been.
1: Or maybe what we needed them to do was just take all those pesticide um, uh, sprayers that are pointed down. Yeah, the chemtrails. We, we just need to flip them 180 degrees, point them up. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and yeah,
1: and then, vertical, <laughs> <laughs> straight vert. And then start spraying. Actually, up. yeah, fuck.
0: See, I think that if you give it, like, you know, what's that quote? If you if you live long enough, you see yourself become the villain or whatever. I think Something it's actually. Like I think it's the opposite. I think that if you give a villain enough time, they'll actually become a hero. And that's. I think we just haven't given our villains wow, enough dude,
1: time. That's like some Uncle Ben shit in Spider Man.
2: Well, here's a a story of a man who could be his own supervillain with the superpower that he has, which I hope I don't ever get. Uh, This is this week's edition of What the Hell? (gasps) A man left with whistling scrotum after surgery gone wrong. (laughs) This is born by speed. (laughs) Um, A man in the US was left with a whistling scrotum after an operation went wrong. That's really yeah, good, actually. Yeah. That's definitely what it it's sounds like. like. A... <laughs> All the birds in the neighborhood are like, what, what the fuck is that? <laughs> You're like, it's my balls. When he comes, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, the, the unnamed 72 year old from Ohio turned up uh, at A and E with his chief concern being the whistling scrotum, as well as shortness of breath and a swollen face. Uh, An x-ray showed he had excessive amounts of air trapped inside his chest, which caused his lungs to collapse and could have been fatal if left untreated, a report published in the American Journal of Case Reports said. Whoa, where was the air coming
0: from into his chest? Now, he
2: also had air trapped inside his scrotum, which is a rare condition called pneumoscrotum. (laughs) Two plastic tubes were inserted into his chest to drain the excess air, uh, and he was then transferred to another hospital for further treatment. However, his condition worsened with the amount of trapped air increasing, and a third tube was inserted. After a few days, though, his lungs had recovered, where he, and he was discharged. But the whistling sac would persist for another two years, <laughs> which this? was described as an abnormally long time. Who's <laughs> who's writing this article? Uh, this is from uh, this is Lad Bible.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm just imagining because if your if your scrotum was whistling because it was full of air. For two years, how inflated would that shit have to be to go
2: on pushing enough arrow Does to he make, squeeze it it? Does it make it
1: whistle? To make it, has got to be like a pitch higher. It's got to be like a. It's
2: probably, it's probably just like he sits down and it just goes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like your. Uh, he stands up and it goes.
2: <laughs> like you're uh, like, <laughs> like he sits a big down, breath. Like your swimming trunks
0: when you get into like a in the pool or in a yeah. hot tub and you sit down, and they just yeah, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what his
2: ball sack. Uh, how done. annoying is that? It kind of in your hot tub. It. I hate it. Sure, yeah. The okay. man really adamantly denied injecting air into his scrotum, and doctor said uh, nothing in his behavior gave them any reason to doubt this. The primary source of the whistling was identified as an open wound on the left side of his ball sack, Whoa. Um, from an operation to reduce swelling five months earlier. Quote, whether the air escape attenuated the patient's presentation and led to a more favorable outcome will never be known, the report said. Sadly, well, though, the report noted that the patient will require further scrotal procedures and eventually require a bilateral or uh, or meaning he had both te- testicles removed. Well, oh, isn't bummer. it? Isn't it funny how the word scrotum is just funny? No
0: matter what, yeah, scrotum, scrotum, I mean, scrotum.
1: But it's only because it's your balls. Yeah. Like if you're yeah. if your fucking if your tongue was called your scrotum, you wouldn't find it funny. Yeah, You'd I, don't know. I like, would now. Just, I mean, it's hard for me to. You not can't think remove about your. It. It's really yeah, hard. You
0: can't unlearn. Um, but but I'm curious. It ah, said that I burned my scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's hot soup. I, I burned my scrotum. You know when um, you put something wait. in your mouth and your scrotum just gets
2: singed so hot. Wait,
0: wait, wait. Um, all the taste buds on my scrotum, the, uh, but did he have a, a lesion in his balls before no, the he, scrotum was whistling?
2: No, 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 no. He had surgery. Yeah. And what I gather is that from that surgery, there was like an incision that like didn't close. And that's the one that was whistling. And that's the, yeah. So it was, but yeah,
0: exactly. But wait, what, how, so, I mean, if it was me and I had a surgery on my balls and then later on my scrotum was whistling, I feel like I'd be pretty... Pretty sure I knew where it originated from. Yeah, right? like it seemed like they were confused where the where the <laughs> ball whistling was coming from. Yeah. And like, he's like, yeah he uh, ball surgery." Oh, right, I forgot
1: to mention. Yeah, uh, I, had I had surgery, surgery on my down ball there. sack also, five months ago. <laughs>
0: and if the lesion's not closing in five months, man, that shit's got to be infected. Yeah, like dude, does this look infected? Pretty gnarly.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, the report concluded that pneumoscrotum is a rare clinical uh, uh, entity. When air is present within the scrotum, a prompt evaluation is required for source identification and stabilization of the patient. Uh, taking a, de- a detailed history of events leading up to the pneumoscrotum is essential okay. since a significant percentage uh, are of iatrogenic or traumatic origin. Uh, our case of pneumoscrotum was suspected. Spontaneous bilateral pneumothoriasis was unusual. Uh, uh, wait. Pneumothra- pneumothorax which is, which they're talking about the, the, collapsed lung? The, the collapsed lung. Yeah. They're like the pneumothorax, right. um, <clears throat> pneumoscrotum, our case of pneumoscrotum from suspected spontaneous bilateral pneumothorax was unusual. I think I, I have a feel our patient had an open scrotal wound from a recent scrotal procedure, which allowed the air to escape from his Uh, abdominal compartment and resulted in the concern of scrotal scrotal whistling. So the air
1: wasn't, the air wasn't getting in from the wound. It was getting in because of the collapsed lung that he had. And he just so happened to have had surgery on his balls yeah. not that long ago, which is causing was the whistle, which was causing the whistle, wow, whether the yeah.
2: air escape uh, attenuated the patient's presentation and led to a more favorable outcome. Do the doctors know. know
1: this or did we just get to the bottom of that? Uh, we did.
2: The, yeah, no. Yeah, we did. Yeah, uh, sure. Nonetheless, he was very uh, he was successfully treated with multiple chest tubes, uh, s- uh, subcutaneous air drains and supportive care and so. ball tubes. Did he need ball tubes? No, they just took his balls out. Oh, they did, did, yeah yeah, 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 he, he yeah. Kn- Guys,
0: kno-
1: there are so many, There's so many things, that can unfortunate happen things that I can know. happen to you, and like,
0: <laughs> it's way more common for that shit to happen to you
2: than not. It's got to be right, dude. When I did like dating a nurse, but when you think I'm about constantly it. hearing shit, I'm constantly hearing shit from her. Where I'm going, holy fuck, dude! That's yeah. like that's the kind of shit we, talk, we only talk about on Feel Good Fridays. I mean, like, you a <laughs> woman went in a woman at some point in her life was in the ER because she had two ticks. Up in her Up her vagina. Up: Inside, vertical, vertical. In the vagina. Yeah, I just need to know how they got there.
1: Dude, they?: crawled She said in she was
2: peeing in the woods. Well, that but makes, um, That doesn't make a lot of sense to me.
1: Yeah, but they can just crawl, they could, they could just fall under her, like crotch from a fall thing. up. Into no, her no, pussy? no,
2: no, 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 dude, they'd fall <laughs> they don't jump.
1: Her, they'd fall into her crotch from the, from the grass, tall grass around. And then they just crawl. in. you there. know
2: what? I think she was, dude, fuck- they're I tiny. Think she, dude. Was the I think she was fucking. in the I think she was fucking. Oh, well, fuck that. But that's like, what are you going to hold? So some? just, so just tell them, say I was fucking in the woods. Yeah, I, I people f- are embarrassed of that. No, shit. but they should say that because maybe she then, fucked a tree. Then maybe because that you'd want to keep that to yourself because now we all have to be scared. Maybe. See, maybe. most people probably would want to keep fucking a tree to I feel themselves. like
1: Bark would only feel good one way.
2: Well, there, you know? are, tree fu- there are tree fuckers. Like, it would feel good <laughs> out maybe there. going in. Let's look it up. Let's look up tree fuckers. Well, my problem with her is because
0: of her embarrassment with her own situation, because she doesn't want to tell the doctors that she was having sex in the woods, now we all have to live in fear of peeing in the woods because right. we're assuming... Right. That's how she got it. Yeah, exactly. But she didn't get it like that. Exactly. She was, she was
1: fucking. No, no. Totally. So, so, Jerry, you would feel you wouldn't feel quite uh, the same as us because you live with CF. So, like, you know, you're 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 not you're no stranger to shit going down. I've had bad shit, you know. But we've also had bad shit, and like we, would, I've had more bad and, shit, and, and, and right, way more. So it's yeah. like it, you, I got you,
2: circumcised, I lost my bowels. I have a lung infection right now. Yeah,
1: you're probably like, you're probably in, at least part of you is always in some sort of like, the next thing is around the corner mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas with you and I, Bry, I know, you know. We're we're good. Yeah, we're good. But at the same time, we've also had our shit. Like, you've had your fucking appendix removed. I got hit by a fucking car. We've been, you know, we've been sick.
2: Dude, you know what's really good that didn't happen is that neither of us have had a uh, a bug in our ear.
1: That would really fucking suck. Would, I, had, I um, saw an earwig today, and I, dude, I really don't like killing bugs. But I gotta kill an earwig. If a, I see an earwig, I gotta. I kill had to it. go to the I, hospital. I gotta bug. kill an
0: earwig. I had to go to the hospital for something in my ear once, though. Yeah, no, that's right. Toilet, you toilet paper, toilet paper, toilet paper up in your oh, earwig. Right.
1: Yeah, how'd they get that out? Did they just fish it out.
0: Tweezers. It took like a minute. Right. I was yeah. in and out in like five minutes. Why in the didn't hospital. you
1: get like a person like me to do it? Um, because
0: you were asleep. Because I mean, I know I wasn't. I mean, I know I wasn't
1: there. But like, if I was there. Would you have just asked me to do it?
0: If you had tweezers, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, we can go to a drugstore.
2: <laughs> you know, shoppers is twenty four seven. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, uh, tickets are on sale now for uh, Edmonton and Vancouver. Oh, uh, Edmonton dude. on September nineteenth, Vancouver on September twenty first. Calgary is going to be coming up. Uh, tickets are going to be on sale soon for that. So keep your ears and eyes open. Question, Brian? Guys, we should invite the laughing guy to our shows. Oh, that would make our shows seem so much funnier. I know. Than they right? actually are. But they they're really already are. pretty funny. Dude, he, he, like, I mean, that's one way of putting your dis- disability to good use. You is like just go to hire yourself as a comedy, like hype man.
1: Guys, I'm so excited to do these shows. So if you've never been to a show of ours, we it's- will speak to a guest. But we for like you know whatever twenty ish minutes or so we'll we do we do we do this <laughs> we just shoot the shit and yeah. talk about ridiculous things and make really uh really stupid jokes. But don't
2: take his word for it. Come out yourself. Buy a ticket. Show notes. Check out the ticket link. Go to our Instagram. Buy a ticket. Do it. Or else it's gonna yeah. be um, uh, it's, gonna, be it's gonna get it's gonna get super vertical. vertical. Um and listen, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to uh, join our Discord. Discord uh, link is in the show notes too. We have the conversation happening over there. You can help produce the podcast. Uh, and we really appreciate you joining our little community. Big shout out to our all of our Discord homies. And uh, leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, and you can rate the podcast on your Spotify mobile app.
1: And just remember the next life-changing illness, sickness, injury moment is right around the corner for you. <laughs> and um, if you've already rounded that corner and you'd like to tell us about it, um, Sick Boy, uh, letters at sickboypodcast.com. Um, and, if you'd really like to go into some detail about it, sickboypodcast.com slash contact. You can fill out the guest form and be a guest on the show and tell us all about your fucked up shit.
0: yeah! And thanks, as always, to the folks who make this show happen. Uh, that would be, in particular, Rich O'Coin, who does the theme music, and we're super excited to see him performing live at the Shore Club. Right. It sounds week. like you've been
1: drinking lately.
0: Yeah, no, I know. I yeah, I was, actually. Uh, I don't want to talk up about late. it. My man. Uh up, um, up late. And uh and Mama. thanks to uh uh Jeff Lonis, who is our manager. It'd be so disappointing me right now. Congrats, Jeff. Hey Jeff, oh, Jeff you Jeff. got a baby. Just today. Hell yeah. yeah, baby.
1: Not on Friday, because it's not Friday yeah. for us. Did he did he uh, name
0: it yet? He didn't even tell us the name. No. All right. Well, anyway, maybe there's no name. Jeremy oh, I think he, I think he was gonna name it
2: Jeremy Etta. Um, name. interesting. All right, folks, that's it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy.